All right, let's go. Welcome to the Hockey Movie Pod. I'm your host, Jordan Chong, and we just finished watching the Mighty Ducks Game Changers, the series premiere, a reboot from the old classic movies. And, uh, you know, they might have the wraparound, which is the number two youth hockey podcast, but you could guess who's number one. Come on, you know who it is. And I'm pleased to present my guest, my co-host for this evening, and that's Trevor. Trevor, how are you doing today? Well, I'm, I'm great to be here. Uh, it's happy. You know, Jordan, you are some sort of professional hockey player at one point, and me, I am just have more of a podcasting body. So, uh, <laughs> you know, perfect for me to this role here. Yeah, that, that makes me wonder. I went to the store earlier because I wanted some cheese puffs, and I'm assuming that you got all of those. Is that true? I did. I did indeed. And uh, they actually have real cheese in them, if I, huh. if I correct. Yeah, that, that might not be true. Well, we are here. We just watched the series premiere of the Mighty Ducks Game Changers. Um, this is the Hockey Movie Pod. We're so glad that you found us, that you stumbled across this. Um, my name is Jordan. For those of you who missed our intro podcast, I won't get too deep into ourselves. We want to get into the good stuff here. But myself, love podcasting, used to play hockey professionally and collegiately, um, ironically, in Minnesota as well, where the show takes place. And Trevor is a longtime hockey fan, played hockey growing up as well. And uh, he was actually in a hockey movie at one point which we may talk about at some point. That's all I'm going to say. If you want to find out which movie it was, you can look that up yourself. So Trevor. Yeah, and I've been to ahead. Minnesota as well. Oh, yeah, I've been to Minnesota. What did you do in Minnesota? I've been to Minnesota as well. I've been to the Mall of America. I went to the Mall did you, of America. Did you rollerblade around the Mall of America? I did not. No, no, I did not. <laughs> Unfortunately, they wouldn't allow that. Right. Well, let's get, let's get right into it. What was your initial reaction to the very first episode of this new series? Yeah, I mean, I was uh, pleasantly pleasantly surprised. I mean, not that I had low expectations for the show, but uh, I mean, it's not like the movies, although they're called classics, and um, if you're in the hockey culture, you are probably a fan of them. It's not like they're amazing movies or mm-hmm. anything like that. Like, I don't know if they won any awards for any of, the, any of those movies <laughs> or anything. But uh, yeah, I, I was saying going into this that it this show had... Uh, Cobra Kai upside and I think episode one met that upside yeah I totally agree I had I had pretty low expectations though I did have a lot of faith that you know Disney's in control of this Disney plus hasn't pumped out a lot of original series so they're only going to pump out ones that are really good and said so I think so far it's good it's definitely a family show right there's no doubt about it it's, it's fun for the whole family and I have a lot of nostalgia I'm sure many of our listeners do as well from being a kid and watching the Mighty Ducks. And so it's just a lot of fun to see, you know, some of the same characters talked about. Maybe we'll see more eventually. And just this whole storyline of an underdog team against the Hot Shots. And that's kind of where this whole thing kicks off is we go to the Hendricks Hockey Pavilion, the Ducks Arena. Trevor, have the Ducks gone corporate on us? Have they sold out? Well, much like Gordon Bombay and Mighty Ducks 2 at the Junior Goodwill Games, Got this big sponsorship by Hendrick Sports Goods. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems that the Ducks have gone that way to 10 straight state championships, which is, you know, crazy. Yeah. And you saw the Hendrick logo on on the ice there. It seems like the Ducks, uh, they, they're all business now. You know, hockey's yeah. not about fun anymore. Once you hit, Jordan, here's the thing, you know, once you hit the 12 to 14 age range, I mean, if you're not, you're not a great hockey player, you might as well just stop playing. 
I have never heard wiser words from a mentor to a youth ever. I mean, <laughs> just like, what is he saying? Uh, Coach T, Coach T, same guy from Letterkenny. I don't know if yeah. you watch Letterkenny, but he like he plays that that no. douchey coach so well. He's that's basically his character in Letterkenny. Um, it's it's pretty crazy the you know how they kind of exaggerate a real life thing in um, crazy hockey parents. You know, so if, if you don't know a lot about hockey, you might see these parents being all crazy with their thousands of dollars on summer camps and like all these sports psychiatrists, nutritionists. But this is a real thing, right, Trevor? Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't have a ton of experience uh, with it personally and my parents. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, I think it's it's honestly the, that's the problem with hockey really is that, you know, we're going to get really, very political right off the bat here, but they say yeah. hockey is for everyone. But really, hockey is for the upper class. Yeah. And, those who are able to afford the special clinics, the special summer clubs, those sort of things, those are the ones that are able to play. And, you know, talking from two people here who played in a private club hockey, but, yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess we do have that experience in some way. Although I have a weird experience because I played in a private club hockey on my house team. So it's yeah. a, a little bit of both worlds that I've experienced. Yeah, we, we definitely were a couple of cake eaters growing up, getting to play at the, at the private clubs, getting all the extra attention. Now, here's what I want to know about the Mighty Ducks, Trevor, okay? Because it's clear that all these kids were, well, most of them were on the Mighty Ducks a season ago. And they're still on the Mighty Ducks, only they're moving up to another mm-hmm. age division. So are there multiple mm-hmm. Mighty Ducks teams for each age division? Or what's the deal with that? Yeah, I, th- I think that, I think that's what what I gathered is that they have multiple ages. So some of the so I don't know if it was the tryouts for the 11s going into 12s there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure exactly. It seems I mean it seems like the new team, uh, the Evans team, they're all 12 year olds in a, in a 12 to 14 uh, age group. So they're going to be hard pressed being at the youngest of the age group there. So that's what's going to be tricky. Right. Okay, that makes sense. You, you know, something that was interesting in that very first hockey scene is. You know, I've been around a lot of great shooters in my life, in my playing experience. Of course, watching hockey, you see guys like Alex Ovechkin, who are just unbelievable snipers, like Nathan McKinnon. But I have never seen someone snipe golf balls at will from the blue line. But we have Sophie, who just seems like the greatest hockey player I've ever seen in my life. What do you think about that? Mm -hmm. Sophie Hughes, uh, daughter of Quinn Hughes. Um, <laughs> that doesn't add up. You know, doing those, sne- doing those sneaky wristers. One is, do, would the golf balls hitting the ice, would that like dent the ice, do you think? Well, uh, man, I don't think people really care about this too much. But when I was growing up, uh, we used to we used to use golf balls for stick handling drills all the time because it helped with our on the ice? Helped with your hands. Yeah, we used it on the ice all the time to help with our hands. But if you're on the ice, why don't you just use a puck? I know. I think, I think I mean, it's golf because... Balls, golf balls fun for off the ice. For, like, for something like golf, maybe. But uh, no, it's just something we always <laughs> did to work on our stick handling, which is interesting. Right. Um, but yeah, we have this opening scene and, it, and it's pretty interesting here because, uh, you know, it becomes very evident right away that Evan, who seems like he's going to be our main kid in the show, is going to be late because the practice has already started and he's still on the phone with his mom, who it seems to be a paralegal of some kind. But uh, Evan clearly hasn't been training in the summer. He shows up and... He's too slow. Um, he's not good enough. He's not up to Coach T's standards. What's the problem with Evan here heading into this first day of training camp? 
Well, I mean, that something I want to ask you if you if you were running a, a you know twelve to fourteen age group a serious yeah. hockey team here is how much would you take in consideration someone being late on the first day? Like, how much would, uh, how much of a demerit would that be on them? I mean, if they, if this was like any like rep team that I tried out for growing up, that you might not get to even take part in that camp anymore if you were late for the very first time. Um, but even, even so, even he did get to play, that would hold a big negative place in the coach's mind. And so you'd be off to a terrible start, which I think Evan was. Right. But, but when you're 12 years old, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, how much does being late is being late up to you? Like clearly it's obvious if a 12 year old's late, you're not late because of you, you're late because of your parents and and what can, what can a kid do there? Yeah, no, that's true. That's a good point. I remember one time I was playing in a tournament in Seattle. Uh, Dad and I were staying in a hotel. And for some reason, we had a game the next morning at 6 a.m. 6 a.m. We were playing against the mm-hmm. the Los Angeles Junior Kings. Okay, Junior <laughs> Kings. Tournaments. Yeah. So, so we had a, this game. Um, we, set our, we set our alarm, or we thought we did this before cell phones. The alarm didn't go off. We woke up uh, seeing the alarm clock around, around like 6.30 a.m., <laughs> So we got up and we drove to the rink and I was like, I, I like peeked in the door. I was so embarrassed, and like scared. I peeked in the door and I said like, the game's on. <laughs> and so I just like quickly yes. run to the dressing room and we had been getting just absolutely killed this entire tournament. And uh, the, the LA junior Kings were the best team in the tournament. They've been blowing everyone out. I look at the scoreboard. The second period is just ending and we're winning three, one somehow we're somehow winning this game. And so I will get changed and the guys see, oh, Jordan, you're here. Come on, we need you. We're, we're actually winning. Everyone's like, we're like the, the new fake ducks who just have no expectations of ourselves. Anyways, and I get on the ice and we end up getting blown out in the third period and losing. So that's my well, story about being had, late. Maybe if you had more heart like Evan, then <laughs> you could have could have won that game. And that's the thing. Yeah, well, that sounds like something that you got off the internet that you should probably phase out of your lingo. <laughs> I love that line. No, no, let me ask you. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. No, let me ask you this because Evan, obviously, he gets cut here. And uh, you, someone, you've, you've been cut many times. Uh, from whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> so take it easier. <laughs> now, have you ever been cut? Have you ever been cut in the middle of a practice on the ice? Uh, and basically, not, a, not you know, he took him off to the side at least, but basically in front of everybody. Is that, is that, what's, the, what's the cut etiquette there? Yeah, no, that is, that is pretty ruthless. Uh, it definitely shows the new corporate ducks, the bad guy ducks. Uh, that is not cool. That's super embarrassing, um, especially for a 12-year-old kid. That's like a Happy Gilmore level where uh, they're mm-hmm. basically just saying like, well, uh, well, better luck next year, <laughs> like in front of everybody. But that is not a real thing. If that happened to me, I'd probably cry in front of everybody because that would be absolutely horrible yeah, i was gonna say uh, something else that's Coach happening during this practice next year. He, he basically saying it's all over yeah yeah basically i know that's okay that's another thing i was wondering about here like at least when we were playing minor hockey growing up like if you didn't make the rep team there was like a house level for everyone to play in it seems like there's not even a house level available for these guys right well it is sort of interesting because correct me if i'm wrong but it, like in the U.S. isn't high school hockey a big deal? And so I guess this is club hockey. So maybe there is something in there, and that's how it works there. I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, there high school hockey is huge, but even so, uh, many of the high school teams will have like a varsity and a junior varsity team for kids who can't make the varsity team. Uh, the club one is interesting. Um, I don't know a lot a lot about that because there's not. It doesn't seem to be a lot of. 
I guess they're barely in high school. They weren't in high school before this. So I don't know. This is an interesting scenario, but you think, you think in the state of hockey, Minnesota, there'd be somewhere for a kid to play if you wanted to play hockey, you know, doesn't that just make sense? Right. Yeah. Um, it does, well, we, it does make a lot we, of sense. So. Yeah. We meet another really great character in this opening scene. Someone who, um, and by the way, we're going to be naming the three stars of each episode. That's Trevor's job at the end of the, each podcast. And this guy I think might be in the running. We meet Nick the stick who like Trevor said, has more of a podcasting body and he's, he hosted the wraparound podcast, which is all about youth hockey. Trevor, would you listen to this podcast? Uh well, the subject matter, no, but with Nick uh, on <laughs> as the host, I think it's a must listen as far as I go, right? Yeah. I mean, there's no way, I mean, we're doing a podcast here, but there's no way we could, we could, we could go head to head to head with that podcast. Yeah, no, Nick the Stick is unbelievable. He's he's uh, one of the funniest characters in this. I can already tell he's going to be kind of the, the comic relief throughout the show. He's a lot of fun. Um, were there any other characters, Trevor, that, jumped out to you that you really really liked yeah i mean what well, we do and we we'll just jump into that a bit master uh, new master 669 but group 13 here <laughs> uh great great online players like he's playing the uh sega genesis or playstation one nhl game yeah and he's just dominating and yeah. similar to the the opposing goalie in uh, Slapshot through the junior league. He hasn't let a goal in his entire career <laughs> so uh just quite the accomplishment there for group 13 yeah, it's a pretty good. It uh, definitely reminded me of Noob Master 69. Absolutely. First thing I thought of. Um, was he supposed to, was this intentional that he looked like Goldberg? I think, I think that, that, you know, yes, I'm going to say yes. I think <laughs> you, you think of a goalie and that's what happens, you know? Yeah. Well, what do you, what do you think the odds are that someone is going to let one rip and they're all going to look at Coop 13 and he's going to say, it wasn't me. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I feel like the show is beyond the fart jokes. And yeah. so I think well, if, we're not. if this was made, you know, after D2, then yes, it would. Mm-hmm. But I think I think they're above the fart jokes. I it would feel out of place in my mind. It would feel out of place. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's I think that's fair. I think that's fair. It's a little bit a little bit old-fashioned comedy. You know, I'm not sure we're there anymore. Um let me tell you a character that I loved, okay? And we'll get into maybe this scene a little bit more, but I really liked Lauren Gibby. <laughs> okay. She barely she was, was in it. I know. She was funny. She was really funny. She was clearly like one of the one of the outcasts of the school. And when mm-hmm. she stood up uh, mm-hmm. during Evan's speech and is like, uh, I'll, I'll be on your team, even though I've never played hockey. I do have nunchucks. I was, <laughs> I was like, what the yes. heck? Lauren Gibby is just like, like super furta. She's for the team for Evan. Just, she just seems like a good girl. I'm excited to see uh, how she turns out in this thing. But I, I think we're right. kind of bear, bearing a bit of the lead here. Um, and maybe we'll jump into some characters after this. But when Alex, Evan's mom, is looking for somewhere for the team to practice, she runs into the only character from the original movies that we see in this. And it's, you know, the main character. She runs into Emilio Estevez, coach Gordon Bombay. Trevor, what was your reaction seeing Gordon Bombay back on your screen? Yeah, well, obviously, I knew he would be back in the show, and I had questioned before how much would he be involved in it, how committed was he, but he was fully in, and I, he, he, was, he was great. He was cracking cracking me up with the things he was saying, eating leftover cake, <laughs> yeah. and uh, it was so good to see Gordon Bombay back, and my question is, is that 
we got a little bit of his backstory. We, you know, we understand yeah. that he had a problem with the parents in hockey, but do you think we'll get more of that backstory? Like, why does he hate kids and hate hockey? Or do you think that's it? Do you think it's just like, we're just supposed to connect the dots and realize that hockey parents are just too serious these days? Yeah, I think I think we will get some of it, much like we did in the original Mighty Ducks movies, where we got a lot of his backstory through flashbacks and how like his dad was really hard on him, and that's what pushed him out of hockey to begin with. So a parallel that he's gonna, I think, parents are again going to push him out of hockey potentially. But it, but it is interesting here that even though he's out of hockey, he seems to be you know not doing. He's fine, but he's not doing like great um, in his in his career maybe he loves doing i don't know if he loves doing that he said he hates hockey but he was a lawyer in the original mighty Ducks. so what is he doing working at this crappy ice facility trevor well i mean if i understand it's not just working there i believe he he's he owns it right he's the manager there right and so what i would imagine is that is that he he did want to originally probably was for hockey right Mm -hmm. and so there must have been some fallout something serious that happened whether the parents thought that he wasn't like that as far as i can see but it's been a while as of him it seems like he's been pretty locked into no hockey yeah there there definitely seems like there's something there in in his backstory that we need to get into and you know who probably has heard all about the struggles of gordon bombay um that's Winnie the Coco girl. She seems to be the, the resident bartender who everyone goes to to tell, tell their problems. And uh, she was great. I love how she just was there for Alex when Alex was talking about her problems. And I think Gordon probably spoke to her at some point. Um, but there's another character that comes in here that I thought was really great as well. Uh, unfortunate choice of jerseys, though I think our guest next week will enjoy it. Um, and that's the... The debut here of Logan LaRue, Trevor. What was your what was your impression seeing this hot shot neighbor moving into moving in next door in Logan? I loved every second of Logan, yes. the Canadian. Yes. Uh, I think right away they they're getting to think, okay, this is gonna be the Banksy of yeah. the team. This <laughs> is gonna be the way they do it. This is gonna be the um, you know, the Iceman, ice box of uh, the little giants, their secret <laughs> weapon. Uh, Call me Becky. Here. And do it, and then uh, just the twist of him being uh, terrible at hockey. I, you yeah. know, just a, just a great character. And this team really, like, I really enjoyed Coop Thirteen. I really enjoyed Logan. Um, mm-hmm. I, as you said, you brought up Lauren Gibby. Lauren, obviously, yeah. and they can have been a great um, Sam, the skateboarder, seems cool. Yes. There's another cool girl. We didn't get a name. Uh, yeah, um, we. It's um, Maya, I believe. Okay, but the whole team, whole team is enjoyable character. I mean, only seven players, Jordan. How do you think? A team of seven players is going to do in the in the club division of Minnesota. Yeah, this is this is interesting. The only requirements for starting a team is you need six players and a coach over twenty one. Who uh, you know, I was talking or someone commented on my uh, tweet about this episode. Uh, my old teammate Shane Ogier, um, saying how the only requirements have a coach that's over twenty one, and you don't require any kind of background check or anything. Like you could be a criminal, you could have a right. I don't know I'm not even gonna say it, but bad past with like working with kids. Um, the requirement seems very very low. I think the bar needs to be raised for safety reasons. The six player thing, I guess I could get behind. It does kind of hurt the integrity of the game because kids in high school have other stuff going on, like. Kids have to miss games sometimes. What if you have like, I don't know, a, a big test tomorrow or something? Who knows whatever else is going on? Like it, it would hurt the integrity of the game. Uh, I think the requirements are a little bit low. What do you think about that, Trevor? 
Well, it's funny. In the original Mighty Ducks, remember the state of Minnesota assigned yeah. Gordon Bombay community service duty because he was uh, drinking and driving to be a coach. So they, they were actively getting people who broke the law to be their coaches. So <laughs> right. for them, it's like anyone who wants to be a coach, please, please, can we get them to be a coach? So like the Ducks then would be like um, the Seattle Seahawks then in that the Seattle Seahawks love to sign former criminals and such. Yes, and Pete Carroll has been caught for drinking and driving many times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's actually a good point. Oh my gosh, this is crazy. Okay, let here. Okay, here's something I want to ask you, Trevor. Okay, I'm not sure if the show's going this way. If it does go this way, I think seeds were planted in this episode. Trevor, let me ask you: Are you shipping Alex and Gordon Bombay? You mean Aldon? <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking Alex Bombay. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, I am. I am. I think I think they did plant the seeds enough there. I think uh, we, we made it's made very clear that Alex is sing, single. Yep. We have you no told idea. Winnie the Coco girl. Yeah. We have no idea what Gordon Bombay's uh, situation is, but if he's eating uh, leftover cake and leftover pizza, then it's probably not great <laughs> as far yep. as the... Uh, the dating front is going. So yeah. I, it, it did seem like this is the way it's going to go. Um, it seems eventually Gordon will help with the team as well. Do you yeah. think, do you think he will co- end up coaching the team or will he like coach Alex? What do you think? I think, I think he'll end up coaching with Alex in some capacity. You know, it does make sense that Alex would remain kind of like the main, maybe the head coach um, just with the way that things have started out here and how Evan has this uh, nice sentimental moment with her that, you know, she's got to be the coach because she helps set this whole thing up. And so, I, yeah, I could see something kind of like, uh, you know, Gordon's her ass- assistant coach slash advisor, something like that. And mm. I definitely ship uh, Alex and Gordon Bombay. It's it's definitely a thing. It's definitely going to happen. Right. Right. Yeah. I think it's bound to happen. I yeah. agree. Yeah. Well, uh, another interesting scene we have is when we have the Minnesota Club team day. Okay, right. where they announce all the teams. Now, Trevor, you played minor hockey your whole life growing up. Mm-hmm. Did you ever have anything like this where they brought all of the teams on the ice at the start of the season? Uh, I believe uh, in a, one of the tournaments that we had, we had all our team names listed on a whiteboard. And I believe <laughs> that was the uh, the biggest ceremony I've ever had. Yeah. Yeah, I know when I, when I was playing minor hockey, I'd look at, like, it'd be like, okay, I have a game this weekend. I'd look at the schedule. I'd be like, oh, we're playing whatever, Aldergrove. And then I'd be like, oh, I didn't know Aldergrove was in my league. <laughs> like, I don't even know who's, who's in my league in minor yes. hockey. And these guys are all, like, around. There's only, there was only, like, five or six teams as well. Um, and maybe you mm. could help me. Maybe you could, did I miss, did I miss a few? For some reason, I thought there were 10 teams. Okay. Plus, plus, plus the new team makes 11. I don't okay, know that why makes I that. That that could be okay. But, but what still right. to me is that the uh, was that the uh, the Hawks, the Hawks yes. are still a team. Yeah, the Adina Hawks are still too, there, so. still kicking it. Um, well, let me let me ask you though. There's like yeah. the Adina Hawks. There's like the Bloomington, whatever they are. Are the Mighty Ducks yeah. just the Mighty Ducks with no location? Or were they the district? I, mean, five I believe ducks? they were district. They were district five. Yeah, I believe they yeah. were district five at a certain point. But now they're just well, they call them the Mighty Ducks, but their jerseys just say Ducks too, which is interesting. Right. So I, I wonder if Mighty is their location. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Well, it was an interesting ceremony. Um, first of all, like, yeah, like we said, we've never experienced anything like this growing up playing. Um, 
But apparently a lot of people go and watch this, which was even more shocking to me. And there's fire pyro going off and there's like light shows. And this is like the biggest thing in the world that I guess they, this is the 12 to 14 year range, right? This is no joke. This is the big, this is the big show. (laughs) Yeah. Well, so much show so that they roll a video explaining that this year is full contact. And not only is it allowed, but it's encouraged. And then they show a video of these like professional hockey (laughs) leagues of guys just crushing each other. Trevor, how does this help kids with playing safe hockey, which is something that's really being pushed in real hockey right now. And we're trying to get things like hitting from behind out of the game, trying to get headshots out of the game. But now they're saying that full contact is encouraged. Right. Well, I think with safe hockey, it's it's something that's that's really important. But as most people would say, they don't want to take the hitting out of the big league, right? So the, when it comes to the NHL or when it comes to the 12 to 14 Minnesota Hockey League, you don't want to take hitting out of the game. Mm. <laughs> Those right. are the two big leagues. Right. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, do you ever cut your grapes in half? I don't think I ever have. No, no, I, I've, I've, never, so. I've never even really like, tasted worse heard of that yeah because like when you cut it open like some of the juices spill out of it so that when you bite into it there's less juice in there right am i crazy in saying that yeah but i think you do it for toddlers i'm pretty sure you do it for toddlers that's why you cut grapes for toddlers so that's the joke i wouldn't know yeah i don't know anything about that (laughs) yeah I, i like the scene uh back at the school where evan is making one last push to put his team together and I actually really liked how uh, he started the speech and got everyone's attention by dropping the by dropping Nick's tray and Nick's like, oh, my pudding. Like <laughs> that was like a, a good Nick moment. But um, when he gave the speech, you know, we got all like the misfits who joined. But did it seem for a second there like Sophie wanted to join his team? Yes. And. And Sophie will join the team, but definitely. Um, I'm not sure when, definitely before the big game against the Ducks in the finals of the show. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. But at some point, there'll be some sort of cheap shot. Some will be mean to Evan, and uh, she's going to realize that hockey is for fun. And 100%. And, and she might be the Banksy. That might be the way it goes there. She might be the best player, which does kind of bring me to my question of of who, if, you know, taking Sophie out of the equation, who is, do you think, is the their current team's best player? Yeah, I mean, we didn't get really best player. We didn't really get to know a lot of the other players on the Ducks, so it's hard to say. But yeah, I think it's no question. Like Sophie is the best player. Um, also, like she's getting pushed extremely hard by her mom, which seems to be physically hurting her, which is not a good thing. So I think like that's going to be part of the reason why she wants to leave the Ducks and go to a team that's just about more about having fun. But uh, yeah, we don't really know much about the other players, so we'll see. We saw some of them were kind of douches. Uh, during the cafeteria speech where the one girl like faked him out, like wanted pretending that she's going to be on his team before Coob Master 69 made the save of the Gatorade bottle. But um, yeah, we don't get to see a lot of them, but I think Sophie's going to be the best one here in the show. I don't know. Did you, did you notice any other players? Well, I was thinking on the good guy team. Like who do you think is of the seven players we know, like, who's yeah. going to be there? Best player. Do you think? Yeah. We'll be interesting. It'll be a, I, it'll I would be a lot to Coob, Coob, thir- Coob yeah. 13. Yeah, I think so too. Like they're for a team that's going to be as bad as they are, they definitely need to have a, a bubble Demko like goaltender in there. So bubble Coops will go in there and just stop everything and save the day. Oh, that's a Vancouver Canucks specific joke. So I might have lost some people, but um, Coops is going to be the one to save the day for them. I think it's very similar to the original Mighty Ducks, where we don't have like 
any really except for maybe Evan prototypical players, like a, a good 200 foot player. Um, but we have every, every player is super quirky and has their own thing that they're good at or not good at. You know, like we have, uh, we got Sam, who's just going to be probably the guy who just runs around and hits guys a lot. You know, we got like Lauren who wants hippie old nunchucks, who knows, but also, did you, did you notice that the popular girl Maya was wearing a horseback riding helmet on the ice? Yeah, so I think it's supposed to be that she she probably yeah. I mean, everyone's getting their own helmet, um, so she obviously is coming from the richer side, but she's not a hockey player, so. Yeah, and so I think that they're probably going to need to get some kind of sponsorship to get gear. Trevor, are we going to see the return of Hans? Well, I mean, I don't think so. I I, I don't want to. I don't want to like wish ill will on an actor, but I mean, he was pretty old in the yeah, original Mighty yeah. Ducks, so. <laughs> You know, I'm not sure he's still around, but I think I think Wadabe fills that Hans role, the older, wiser guy, right? So yeah, I'm not sure if he has a connection. It does, it does kind of bring me like you know they name their team the Don't Bothers, right? Yeah, but but is that the team? Is that actually the team name we're gonna get? Or are we gonna get a different team name? You know, we're we gonna get you know the Eagle Eagle Fang or something. Like <laughs> yeah, <that>. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Don't Bothers doesn't have a good ring to it at all. So I imagine we probably get uh, some kind of new identity thing. Um, that's an interesting thing you point out that the Ducks were called just the Ducks, no Mighty in there. So maybe, you know, the Don't Bothers become the Mighty Ducks at some point. Who knows? We'll see what happens there. Yeah. But they can't they can't stick with Don't Bothers. That's just, that's just not a team name. Well, at least until they get jerseys. Like I bet you they're probably yeah. going to play their first game in the sweaters and things like that. But when they <laughs> yeah. get jerseys, they got to get they got to get a nice logo and a mascot, right? Yeah, you, I mean, they, you'd think. Yeah, a mascot is that part of the priority? <laughs> they can barely get seven players for a game. They're going to use one person on a mascot. Well, I mean, it's, it's part of the logo, right? It's part of the logo. I see, yeah, like an animal, right? Not an actual mascot, but maybe Gordon okay. wants to throw the suit on. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I see. That makes a little more sense. Um. So Gordon was the only returning person that we saw here. Did you think we were going to see more? I did not. No, I did not in this episode think we were going to see more. I, I assume that that's going to be saved for much later. Maybe they're the ones that bring the, mm. bring the sponsorship. Maybe they, maybe they do a hockey oh. school and they turn the corner with them, something like that. Um, that's what the way I see it. I, don't, I think they're going to be the turning point, right? That's what yeah. tends to happen is they're, they're the turning point and they offer their wisdom in some way teach them the flying v maybe something like that yeah well we did see a really bad version of the flying v tonight i think that is an interesting take though that they could be the ones to help them out um i'm not going to get into this too much but i do have a little bit of insider information uh, i was speaking with someone who is not yet appeared but is going to be on the cast of this show and we have set up a, a time for them to come on to this podcast and talk about their experience with the mighty ducks that's coming in the next few weeks. So be on the lookout for that. That's all I'm going to say right now. Someone who is in the movies on the show is going to be joining us. I'm really excited about that. So I won't get into too much of when that's going to happen because that might spoil something. So I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, I do think that we're going to get some, we already know some of the OG people are coming and they could be the ones definitely to save the day. Now, Trevor, was there any other big moments in the episode that we haven't touched on yet? I got a couple questions. I think we can yeah. we can talk, discuss before we get into the three stars here that I got for you. Yeah. Uh, first thing is, uh, how much would you say that uh, video game skill translates to real sports skill? Okay, this this one's interesting. Um, well, the athletic side of it, zero. <laughs> like absolutely well, zero. 
like not wee bowling whatsoever. <laughs> okay, well, we I once bowled a perfect wee bowling game, and uh, in my real life bowling score top scores and been nothing close to a perfect game. So I don't think that really translates, but um, no, real athleticism, I think 0%, but I do think that there is something there in getting like the systems down with it. Like whether you play in like Madden or, or I guess NHL or even like a, like a golf video game, you can get a feel for strategies and like placement. So I do think that helps now being a goalie, I mean, there's not a lot of systems involved. You're just trying to stop the puck. So I don't really see how that can really help him in real life. I guess he uses quick reflexes in the game, but that's only his thumbs. I I don't really see how that translates. Do you see how? I think that was the one they were getting for. They were saying reflexes, that he has quick reflexes. That's why he's so good there. That's why it happens. The the other thing I can talk about then, some some people were actually practicing. We did see Evan and Nick practicing on the side of the road. And okay, they, they don't have a hockey net. That's fine. Yeah, but have you seen people shoot into the into a garbage can like the square ones? Like I think I've seen the round garbage cans. Yeah, uh, but is that is that a common thing that happens? Uh, I don't think I've seen that too often, if at all. I also noticed that Evan had a gigantic stick, like that thing. He held it next to himself, and it was like a foot over top of like he had Zidane Chara stick in his hands, and he's like right. a twelve year old boy. And then Nick is using like whatever a fine road hockey stick, you know, the one where you like screw in the plastic blade and then he brings that exact same stick onto the ice with him have you ever like i'm sure you've tried playing ice hockey with a road hockey stick it's just not possible yeah well that's why i thought it was really funny but that's supposed to show their their lack of money and it was also cool that evan basically the way he with the way he had like the shoulder pads with the sweater over top was exactly what uh, charlie conway wore in this opening so getting that you know uh synergy there going right away yeah yeah definitely a lot of parallels to that i thought it was actually kind of a i don't know i don't know about weird but it was just different a different kind of ending to the episode too you know where you know gordon puts some music on for alex and she goes and does her whitney houston routine uh winnie the coco girl sits Mm -hmm. down and then she just kind of is skating around and then it's just over i don't know what did you think of that ending yeah uh i I thought it was it was sort of like okay we have a shot like they were showing that she can and at least somewhat figure skate. So there's hope. Let's go back to so go back to Winnie the Coco Girl, the barista. To me, it's sort of random. Like, like I don't like she. <laughs> I don't know why she was there. Is my question. And so, like, does she have a bigger role? Like, like does she have a yeah. younger brother who's like, oh, maybe he should join this hockey team or something like that? Mm. Like, I, I I don't understand. Like, it sort of seemed like she's an unnecessary character. Uh, I mean, she seems fine, but I feel like is there a bigger role for her at some point? Yeah, I guess I guess the the biggest reason she was in this episode was just to get out the Alex backstory. She needed someone to tell right. that to. But I think you're right. She could have told that to Gordon while they were. She, she could have told that to anyone. But uh, yeah, maybe mm-hmm. there is a reason why she told Winnie that. That is interesting because I do think that there's no way they're carrying on this whole season with seven players. More people are coming for sure. Yes, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Well, is there any yeah, other scenes you want to? Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. So every week, Trevor is going to give the three stars much like uh, John Garrett does for the Canucks. Yeah. And uh, they call him Cheech. We don't call Trevor that, though. But Trevor's going to give yeah. the three stars, and I'm going to tell him if he is wrong or not, much like one of our favorite radio segments. Right. Go ahead, Trevor. And uh, the way I'm thinking the three stars is, I'm thinking maybe like just like the three stars of the episode. And, you know, right now, it's, you know, all three stars that have a part of the team. But, you know, if if Alex or Gordon Bombay were to 
were to get there or if there was someone or someone else that really uh you know helped me laugh really tickled me then i then i'd be happy to introduce them but right now it's three three stars from the team uh these are the three people that that entertain me the most uh from this episode so third star introducing first the third star number 13 kube (laughs) yes yeah i have no problem with kubes uh i think he's you know if this was a real hockey game for a lot of these games i bet he will be one of the three stars for the ducks i mean there's only seven people to choose from but he's definitely going to be one of the most important people he was hilarious i love that random save out of nowhere uh in the cafeteria so i'm down with coops here yeah it was a big moment that he was the last guy to join the team and he uh, sort of shut down that popular girl and i thought that was great uh number two star number two star from the city of toronto we're going with logan yes yeah logan is funny that's a good one. I'm down with that. Logan was hilarious. Is definitely a big curveball that he sucked at hockey, and they were like, uh, yes. "Praise it!" Like, oh my gosh, you got the nine hundred dollar Bauer Vapor skates. Can you can you believe that? Those skates are unbelievable. And then he's just the worst player. I like when you said, "By the way, I suck," or something along those lines. So, big fan yes. of him. Yes, very good. Do you have a guess for my number one star? Well, I mean, I I mean, the front runner's got to be Nick. Nick makes the most sense, uh, but I mean, is this based off of, you know, I know your comedy, maybe, maybe you like, you like Sam. I don't know. I think it's gotta be Nick. There's someone that I think too should be and in the, the first mix, star. Yeah, go ahead. The first star from the wraparound podcast. It's Nick. Yes. Nick, Nick yes. he, was the, he was the star of the episode the way yeah. I said. Yeah. And I think probably going to be this, like one of the stars of the whole, whole show. He had a quick little, um, backstory talking about his past with hockey and i think i think we're going to explore that more and learn more about nick's story which seems like it's kind of kind of sad in some ways but also kind of beautiful where he finds something that's for him in podcasting so i'm I'm excited to dig into nick's life a little bit more i think i just relate a lot to nick you know you know there's not much going on in my life but at least i can start a podcast (laughs) yeah yeah that's true that's true uh someone someone that i would have considered if i was doing the three stars uh maybe i just really liked him because he was a a huge douche i really liked the coach of the ducks coach t i thought he was funny Mm because he was such a Mm -hmm. so over the top douchey to like 12 year old kids and had some of those funny lines talking about how he doesn't talk about like having a heart anymore he He's deleting that. Um, I, I thought he was pretty fun as well. Right. Of course, I like. Of course, like I said, I liked Lauren yeah. Gibby. She was fun. But I think your three stars are acceptable this week. I'll I'll take that. Yeah, I think I think Coach T maybe he peaked too early. You know, yeah, like he was early in the episode, and then Coob yeah. and Logan came later in the episode. So maybe that's it. Yeah, yeah, Logan was great. <laughs> His entrance was so funny, so good. Okay, well, anything else from the episode you wanted to touch on? No, I mean, that's that's great. I'm really excited. I, I really enjoyed the show. I think from what I've seen online, it's very positive, uh, mm-hmm. positive reviews. And so just exciting to get into this and uh, to break down this hockey as much as possible. Yeah, I think hopefully next episode, we can see a little bit more on ice action so we can break in that. Um, but yeah, I thought it was fun. I definitely, um, you know, was better than I expected it to be. I don't wouldn't say it was like the best show of all time. Uh, definitely wasn't terrible. It was really fun. I really enjoyed it. I'm excited to see what happens next. So uh, it's been good. Um, yeah, so that's going to do it for this week. We are going to be back next Friday, episode two. And uh, we're going to get to everything that happens there. We'll probably get that podcast to you, you know, by Saturday morning. If you have any questions, if you listen to this and you enjoyed it, is there any takes that we made that you didn't like or you differ opinion on, feel free to let us know online. 
on Twitter and Instagram, I'm at Jordan T. Chong. He's at Trevor Chong. I'll put those in the show notes as well. So feel free to reach out to us. And hey, if you like this, we'd love if you would just subscribe to the podcast and also review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. But thanks very much for listening. I'm really excited for this ride. We got nine more episodes to go. And then we got a whole lot of other hockey movies to get into. So this is good. We got one in the books. Excited to see what happens next. Thanks, Trevor. Any any final thoughts here? No, let's do it. Uh, let's go out there and let's go win another state, cha- state championship. Yeah, let's go for 11 in a row. All right. Well, thanks, everyone. And we'll see you next week. <laughs>